Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Flipping Records Podcast. I'm Anthony. And I'm Marissa. And today we are joined by our cousin. Uh, Zach. And uh, Zach, which album did you choose for us to record today? Um, I chose Synchronicity by The Police. So, <clears throat> The Police, one of our favorite bands. Um, Marissa, how did you feel about The Police prior to uh, working on this episode? Um, I liked them. I mean, I don't like them nearly as much as you guys do. Uh, and I just kind of listened to a couple of albums like last year mm-hmm. and I haven't listened in a while. And, um, yeah, I don't, don't have a lot to say just in general on this album, but what I do have to say will be fun, I guess. <laughs> Sweet. Sweet. All right. Well, Zach, we go track by track and, um, well, let me first ask, why did you choose Synchronicity out of all of the other police albums? Um, I think this album compared to the other four um, they kind of stray away from that, uh, that like reggae type vibe mm-hmm. that they have on all their other records. It's still there in some of the songs, but, um, it's definitely different in terms of their sound and it's just my favorite yeah. record. Sweet. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely, uh, it's the more... Well, because it was in 83, so it's definitely more like new wavy. Yeah. There's a lot more of that like 80s influence stuff in there. Yeah. Okay, sure. so track by track, the album Synchronicity by the Police starts with the song Synchronicity 1. Um, What are your notes on that one, Z? Um, all right, let me... <laughs> That's so funny. I saw you with your little notepad at work, and I thought you were drawing. Dude, no, I was writing. <laughs> um. Okay, well, like, I think um, opening the album with this song, like, the way um, everyone comes in, mm-hmm. like, it starts with that little, like, synth, like, whatever. Oh, yeah. And, the, you know, Stuart's, you know, just kind of riding the ride, and then, mm-hmm. um, like, it's huge, like, everyone just comes in and brings you into the, the entire record, like, mm-hmm. in a super uh, impactful way. Yeah. Um, that, um, I love the, the, the vocal production mm-hmm. on it. There's a lot of, there's pretty much like harmonies throughout the entire song, like all the verses. Yeah. Um, like you can tell they stings, uh, the melody is like, it has to be like at least triple track. Oh yeah, definitely. It sounds huge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the synth, like the synth tones, there's like horn sounds yeah i was actually wondering uh if they had a horn section yeah or if it's just all synths i, I would imagine it's just all synths yeah it sounds it sounds like it sounds it, more like synths yeah. than actual horns mm-hmm. um and then just like you know classic um police stuff like andy's tones yeah 
it's super pretty and mm-hmm. buttery um uh stewart a lot on this album he does a lot of um really quick like flam <laughs> just happens <laughs> snare flam fills you know yeah that's a lot in this song too so. yeah yeah so marissa you said that you were gonna tear this album apart before we started so <laughs> i was joking mostly well no uh, you don't have to be joking that i think the whole point like we haven't had a an episode where someone just doesn't like something so i don't not like it i'm just uh, i'm just not in the mood to listen to this album so it made me grumpy to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> all right well let us know what um, you think so what do you have on synchronicity one then um this was the only one that i really liked um <laughs> uh this is uh this is the one that like i've heard the most um and it is like in a couple of my older playlists and um i think it's very enjoyable and i also think it's a solid opening track um there's really not much more for me to say about it i like it i guess as a whole but yeah okay well um let's see what did i have to say i keep blocking my phone um yeah, I I also noted like that huge hit that brings everyone in. Um I I was wondering like why that hit is so much bigger than everything else. Like was it just like a specific drum? Did they yeah. record like one hit? Yeah, cuz I feel like that that sound is throughout the album. Yeah, it's almost like a what are they called the timpanis? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just like boom just one. Yeah. yeah. Um and then that that synth almost sounds like the intro synth almost sounds like a maramba or something yeah um for sure and then i was listening to it in just my apple earbuds and i couldn't tell if this was just the quality of headphone or what but the kick almost sounds like a like a sample um Mm -hmm. because it's so tight yeah you um i was i was reading an interview with Mm -hmm. Stuart, um and he was talking about the the recording process of this album and he was saying that um they were all in separate rooms because of the tension Mm. between them at this time um and he was in a dining room of the studio (laughs) what is that like your mom's vacuuming um yeah and um he was just saying like uh he said something about the engineer and I guess, like, when they put the album out, a lot of people were asking him, like, why do his drums sound the way they do? Mm-hmm. And he just said, like, uh, like I don't know. Like, it's my touring kit. Like, that's all it is. It's just the, the guy who, and I forgot his name, but mm-hmm. he's like, that's, like, his magic, his drum mixing. Okay, yeah, because the drums do sound a lot different in this album yeah. than on the rest of their records. <clears throat> um, sure. Uh, what else? I think that's kind of the main things yeah i touched too on just like the melodies and the harmonies all over the place yeah like in the chorus the yeah they're like they're like yeah. talking back to each other yeah there's so much going on <laughs> and then uh i just i noted that 
from that big hit, he goes into that like super fast. Is it eighth note drum beat? Yeah. And then he, in the second verse, he takes it to the ride. So it kind of opens it up a little bit more. And then I love that the bass line is freaking riding. Go ahead. I love the drum fill into the outro of the song. Yeah. just like so sloppy but yeah, at dude. the same time um he opens back up into the ride but then he kind of brings in the toms in a very like percussive way in mm-hmm. that outro and then the horns yes so good yeah i i agree it's just a, i think it's a sick way to start an album it's it's just like a very like in your face um yeah it's no like here we barred. are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's it's it was their last album too. I wonder yep. if if do you know if they knew at the time that it was gonna be their last? Uh, <laughs> I don't think I don't know. I don't think so. I'm I'm sure they probably all felt like it was. Yeah. I mean, they all like hated each other <laughs> at this point. Yeah. I mean it was to the point where Stuart didn't know any of the songs until twenty minutes before recording them because sting wrote all of them yeah like they would so just funny run through it with them and then he would just record them. and he was saying like that's why like he's like none of nothing none of his parts were written mm-hmm. like he's he's just, just going it. for it yeah. yeah that's cool though yeah um, so sick. oh dang it what was i about to say oh it's funny that that's the case and that there was so much tension and hatred when they recorded this album because their biggest hit is on it. <laughs> yeah, dude. They, this is their, their biggest album. Like, yeah. It's their crazy. biggest commercial for sure. Yep. All right. Anything else, anyone? No. Okay. All right. Track numero dos. Uh, walking in your footsteps. What do you think, Marissa? Oh. Um... Uh, I think this one, this one kind of makes me laugh. Uh, not, I don't think it's, it's not supposed to make you laugh, but I just like the, Hey, Mr. Dinosaur. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the, the, Hey, they're mighty brontosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like, it's an interesting analogy for like, kind of the humanity causing their own extinction yeah and all that stuff mm-hmm. um and so i i think it's very interesting um just because of the the commentary that it contains but in kind of a weird way mm-hmm. like mr dinosaur that's so random but mm-hmm. it's like works really well i guess um and then there's also like they say the meek shall inherit the earth. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like from the Bible, yeah. sort of. So that's um, interesting as well. Um, I always think it's interesting when secular bands have kind of biblical references in yeah. songs. Um, but yeah, I mean, this one's not too bad. I kind of enjoy it, it just because it makes me laugh a little bit. But, <laughs> yeah, I feel Yeah. You. What about you, Z? Um, well, right off the bat, this song is like very different. Um, it's there's no like drum kit. Mm-hmm. There's it's all percussion. percussion yeah. There's marimba, like 
Well, it's very um, like that that world music type vibe. Um, I don't know if this was before or after Stuart went to Africa, but you can tell that he's definitely influenced by yeah. African music. Um, I also wrote Mr. Dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> um, it's like, it's definitely more melodic. It's more of like a, he's like telling a story. Yeah, you know? totally. Sting is telling a story. And I feel like that's um, this whole album. I feel like every song is like a, its own story, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but this one in particular, like, uh, just the way that it was produced and tracked, like you can tell that uh, they want you to listen to what he's trying to say. Yeah. Um, I mean, like Andy, he's just doing like sounds, really. Yeah, like whale sounds. Yeah, just throughout like the whole song. Mm-hmm. Um, the like, even though it's such a, a like almost bare bones in the sense of. There's just not too much going on, mm-hmm. but there is at the same time. Yeah. The dynamics throughout each verse, like, they, there's always something being added, like a new percussion yeah. thing, like, yeah. in this part, you know? So mm-hmm. it's getting bigger, but in a small way. Yeah, like, incrementally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I also noted the dinosaur thing. My first note is, ah, uh, yes, a song about dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, and then like Marissa, like you said, it's it's a song about the human race being kind of its own demise. Um, yeah, the bongos, I think they're bongos, right? Bongo, just the percussion stuff in general, yeah. and then the flute. That's all. Um, and then there's like stick clicks, kind of like holding the time in the first verse, at least. That's when yeah. I noticed it. Um, uh i like i love the verse melody mm-hmm. i think it's super catchy you know this song always gets stuck in my head um, it's almost like a lullaby yeah totally uh and then yeah like the it's it's interesting like how you were saying the parts incrementally build and all the parts and everything i feel like have such a specific purpose yeah. specifically uh the guitars sound like birds almost Mm. so it kind of gives you like a african wild-ish vibe yeah um definitely feel like you're somewhere else yeah 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 so like the percussion combined with uh those squeals the Mm. like bird sounding squeals and then even like sting the way sting is singing like when he goes up high yeah um, it's very reminiscent of like uh like kind of like chanty Mm -hmm. sort of you know those kind of things um but yeah and then fades out (laughs) yep there's so many fade outs in this album next song fades in yeah it does (laughs) (laughs) um well on that note anything else anyone um actually i whoops i think like considering the song was written quite a while ago i think it's interesting or it's cool i guess that it's like still pretty relevant because of you know like the climate change and all that stuff is such a huge thing right now Mm -hmm. i think um it's kind of 
I guess timeless in a way. Yeah. Because it's still like a like an imminent kind of threat, I guess, that's kind of um impacting us mm-hmm. still. So I kind of like that it's it's still relevant even now in two thousand nineteen. Yeah. Definitely. Um yeah, it, it is interesting that this song is from the 80s, talking about concepts that are very relevant to, uh, I mean, really, all, yeah, like you said, it's just timeless. Like, it's always been a relevant topic of, like, climate change or global warming, whatever you may call it. Um, yeah. And it's just funny that it's about dinosaurs, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. You're gonna have to edit this out. Yeah. Hold on. Hey mom. Can you please turn it down? Can you turn it down? Sorry, we're recording a podcast. Sorry about that. All right, so moving on to track number three. Oh my god. Um, what do you guys think? What do you think, uh Z? Oh my god. Uh let me see. Let me see. My notes. Fade in. Mm-hmm. Um, horns. Mm-hmm. Horns in the intro. Um, this is the the first song on the record that sounds a little bit like the other police records. Yeah, uh, especially in the verses when Stewart he's just doing. High- uh, kicking a hi hat, mm-hmm. you know, just doing those little hi hat fills all over the place. Um, oh man, dude, the the way that he brings in that like, I don't even know if it'd be a chorus. I don't know what the chorus dude, in this yeah, song some is. Some of the some of the structures, the structure on this, on a lot of the songs on this album, I'm not sure like what yeah. to even label verse or chorus or bridge or exactly. what. But but that first. And he goes, oh my god that yeah. fill that uh stewart does is oh man i don't it's it's godly <laughs> he uh, i can go all day about that guy but um the bass tone mm-hmm. stood out to me a lot it sounds like he's playing either on a fretless or on a stand-up probably i don't well, know he has a he he has like a whole slew of those things yeah um i know a lot of the stuff like specifically i know in the in the music video for every breath you take uh mm-hmm. he's playing that but it's <laughs> just a net yeah it's like the so sick. um so i wouldn't surprise me if he was doing that but yeah yeah um and then i like how in the the lyrics towards the end he does a little callback to uh every little thing she does yes, magic. Dude, he starts I... singing the verse uh-huh. um I think that's so sick. Yeah. That is such a cool thing. Even though it was the record right before yeah. this one, like it's still so cool. Um the sax at the end is just like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I don't know who did it. I feel like it was probably like Stuart or something, because it's not like Yeah, it's it, not like good. It's yeah, just, it's just it's cool. And then <laughs> um fades out besides the sax. I don't know. I just had more notes about like just the um, like the instrumentation you can in, talk about that in this song um yeah it's i feel like i don't know stewart is really flashy 
Mm-hmm. There's a lot of quick, quick fills. Yeah. He does a lot of that throughout the whole thing. Yeah. And when, when, how you said like that, he kind of just threw everything together 20 minutes before recording. Mm-hmm. It, it makes a lot of sense because of how sporadic some of the fills and stuff are, but they work. So yeah. Like it's sick. Totally. Yeah. And like at, like at the same time, like you, like at this point of their career, they're, they were being hailed as the biggest band in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, they were playing like stadiums now mm-hmm. and they have, you know, four other records with, you know, hits on every single one. Mm-hmm. And I feel like going into this record they were, they just, they were just making a record just to do it. Yeah. Just cause and, they had to. Yeah. <laughs> and like in a way, like, Oh man, I don't know. I feel like they, it shows their like true colors a lot more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not just the police, mm. it's Sting, Stewart, and Andy. Yeah. And they're all like shine. They shine so much mm. throughout this whole record. So, mm. yeah, that's kind of uh, my notes. Mm hmm. I don't really know any of the lyrics except for the every little thing shows magic part mm-hmm. at the end. But yeah, yeah, it's a good song. I like the song. What do you think, Marissa? Um, <clears throat> this one is okay. It is kind of like the the first verse. It's kind of sad. Um, and. I like the um, the ending kind of brought my attention back in because I kind of just went away. I was like on in the background and I wasn't really listening to it. But um, yeah, I mean, it's not my favorite. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot to say. It's just fine, I guess. <laughs> I don't have much to say. <laughs> <laughs> Vote for me. <laughs> None of your wildest dreams will come true. <laughs> um yeah i mean you kind of hit most of my notes zach um i did note that um i i have the the live album and they play this song so much faster live Mm -hmm. and then at the end they transition it into da do 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 da 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 that's like a kind of a um, medley i noted that sting recycles bass lines a lot and this is one of the ones where i kind of noticed it Mm mm-hmm yeah and then there's a, there's a chorus on the bass like how you mentioned the tone yeah yeah um and then andy ha, he kind of there's like hints of like funk and reggae in mm-hmm. his guitar parts all throughout the police stuff but in this in this song a lot yeah 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 and uh he he uses delay on his guitar in a very unique way Mm -hmm. um i don't i think i was talking to ray our friend ray about uh um how he puts his compressor after the delay so that if he plays softly the compressor takes the delay away but then when he hits oh, with man. more attack, the delay cuts through more. 
so he can kind of control with his hand how much delay there is that's beast um which i've never and it's funny because like he has such a unique and really cool tone that you don't often hear people say like oh like andy summers is my favorite even like the tone head guys i feel like andy has such a cool dude i love his tone yeah and then uh yeah how he says a thousand rainy days since we first met yeah i thought that it was funny because when i was listening to it i heard it and i was like is that just like a another song that i know that has the same (laughs) lyric i was like or is this the only song and for some reason i'm like tripping and I, I literally had to Google it because I couldn't really? remember what song it was from. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, oh, there it is. Yeah. Because I was like, in my head, I was like, oh, trying to sing like what, what melody fit it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. There it is. Dude, um, so genius. Yeah. And then, yeah, just the drums and the sax and the outro are super sick. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that's all I got on this one. What else? Or anyone else? Anything else? Uh, nope. Mm, no keel no yeah chill rock on um track number four mother oh god this is the track that you know that they were they're like yeah we're the best band we can do whatever we want (laughs) yeah um yeah what do you think about it z um i only have four five notes yeah four five okay (laughs) five uh it's andy yeah crying about his mom or whoever's mom uh, it's the only track on the album that's not in four. It's in seven. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's seven. Uh, I didn't even count it. Um, creepy vibes. Not sure what they were doing. Still badass. Those mm-hmm. are my notes. Um, uh, this song is... I don't know. I don't really... I don't like this song. Yeah. This is the only song on the album I don't like. Um but yeah that's kind of it i don't know yeah what did you think marissa when i was listening to it i was interested in what you'd have to say about this one i hate it uh it's it really stresses me out (laughs) um (laughs) it's like so maniacal and like creepy and the laugh is kind of terrifying and like um it's also just like I just don't like the lyrics at all. It's like about, I don't, it's kind of, it's like about a girl who like, like all the girls he goes out with end up being his mother. Like <laughs> yeah, that's way. the and weirdest I line. Think, <laughs> it's so I just weird. don't like it. <laughs> I think that it, uh, it's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. It's creepy. Yeah, it's super creepy. Yeah, I, I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, I put that it's weird. It's Andy Summers yelling. It's kind of like uh, uh, the keys in the background are holding down like a a minor melody. So that kind of gives it a more spooky feel too. And there's like a horn in the back too. And then yeah, the every girl I go out with becomes my mother in the end. (laughs) And and then the guitar solo is such an Andy Summers guitar solo. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's that solo is really cool, actually. Yeah, he's a he's a weird dude. Yeah. He's quirky as heck. I feel like, well, if we ever review any of the other albums, I feel like Andy uh, had a big part in um, Zenyatta Mondata. Oh, because for it's so sure, quirky, dude. Yes. But, um, 
but yeah so that that's i think that's all we all got on mother that's yeah i didn't i, I didn't expect that that one to be too long nah. all right track number five the best song on the album in my opinion nice Miss Gradenko. i love this song <laughs> what do you think zach Oh, dude, I love this song. I mean, <laughs> Stuart wrote it. Stuart's singing it. Uh, Stuart and Sting are singing it. Mm-hmm. Dude, um, I didn't. I only have two notes on it, but I think it's because I just want to talk about it with you. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, the the like arpeggiated like piano and guitar in the background, mm-hmm. like the way that makes the whole song move throughout uh-huh. dude i love that it's so cool and then like if you listen i don't know if it's just piano or if just like throughout the song the guitar gets louder i don't know yeah i i don't i wasn't sure if it was a, like a like a very stringed out synth or if yeah. it was like andy like actually finger picking yeah um so at some points it sounds like it's an acoustic yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, I don't know that whole, that part alone is just really sick. Yeah, a lot of endurance if it is guitar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, if it's not looped, that is true. Yeah, very true. What? Uh, do you have anything else? Um. Uh, oh. Oh, dude, just the way it goes into the chorus. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I love it when he starts grooving on the ride. And- yeah. It's such a simple chorus. It's just the same few lyrics. Anybody alive in here? So sick. <laughs> All the snare. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so good. What do you think, Marissa, of Miss Karelenko? I think it's okay. <laughs> um, I wrote that. It's musically strong. But I, I mean, I don't like it that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's it, it's really forgettable for me. I literally had no idea what it sounded like until Zach started singing the little chorus part. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, it's I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I I think that the melodies and like the harmonies are sick. Um, the vocal layering and the melody and harmony, like the writing, um, those the part writing is like freaking genius because it's Sting. Mm-hmm. Well, Sting and Stewart, but um, and then like kind of the the vocal timing in the verse is like really pushing the envelope. Yeah, it's almost kind of like feels off time at points but like it's not that's so um, interesting that you said that. he sings it the way he plays drums totally you know what i mean totally yeah he's like emphasizing the snares and the weird spots yeah and stuff. oh that's so cool um i think the chorus is super catchy it gets stuck in my head um yeah he opens up the chorus with that ride and then I love the way that it ends, how it goes. Yeah, it's so cool. And oh, um, uh, the guitar solo is very jazzy. Um, it almost doesn't fit, but like in the weirdest, best way. Yeah. Um, 
I wonder if Andy Summers is more of a jazz guitar player. Uh, at least in this album, there's a lot of jazz style uh, stuff that he's playing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And you think about it, this was their last album after this. He put out like solo jazz records. He did? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense then. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I put that they ended on a really great note. I don't even remember it at the moment, but um, yeah. It's that weird harmony. Yeah, it is, yeah. huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love this song. Um, you know, it's funny. This album is probably the one of the police albums that I listen to the least on a regular basis, mm-hmm. but I forget how much I love it when I do dig into yeah. it. Um, But yeah, that's all I got. What about anything else from now? No. Good way to end side A. Yeah. Time to flip the record. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so track number six, which is the first track on side B, if you have the vinyl record. Um, mm. Is it? Mm. Yeah. That's true, right? Yeah. I'm not an idiot. Um, Synchronicity 2. But you know what? I think it'd be fun if they closed the whole album with this song. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Open it up with one. And yeah. Close it with two. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. What do you think about this one? Me? Yeah. Well... This was the first song that I heard by the police uh, that I knew was the police. I'd heard someone sample Every Breath You Take before this, but I'd never heard the actual song. It was in Guitar Hero, huh? Yeah, it was in Rocks the 80s. Yeah. And that was the first time I heard this song. Um, so, like, to me, this song is like the police because it was my first exposure to it. Yeah. And, uh, dude, just... Gosh, I have a lot of notes on this song. Mm-hmm. The just the way it starts, mm-hmm. that snare hit. Oh my <laughs> gosh! And that yes. Um, and then the huge O's. Like, I put entire intro as pure brutality. <laughs> yeah, because it's just insane. The riff. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I love this song. Um, the structure of this song. Um, I think it's the. Uh, well all the singles on this album the structures are really good mm-hmm. and most of the singles are on side b which is kind of crazy oh yeah um anyways um structured great dude um the dynamics in this song are, are pretty crazy definitely um the pre-chorus how they open it up and it's like big and then they come back down and he's talking about the Loch Ness Monster or yeah. whatever, whenever that <laughs> is. Um, yeah, dude, the one of the best uh, snare sounds, I think, uh-huh. of all time. Stuart Copeland obviously has one like an iconic snare sound, but on this song, um, it's just so big mm-hmm. and it's so in your face. Yeah. Um, the Oh, there's so much. The vocal layering, again, um, that's a lot on this album, more than their other albums. Mm-hmm. So many of the melodies just sound so big. Like, yeah. there's like five different stings singing them, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I think that's kind of it. Sweet. Maybe more will come. What about you, Marissa? Uh, it's kind of strange, mm-hmm. um, lyrically. Uh, I, I don't really like 
love it, mm-hmm. but I also don't hate it, I guess. Um, I think it's musically strong. I I suppose some people could argue that it's lyrically strong. I don't think it is, just because I don't really... It's a bit of nonsense. No, yeah, but... Yeah, um, I... It's fine. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It, yeah, that's it. Um, I love the laser noise at the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) And and then the the (laughs) y'all. It's just such a stereotypical sting thing. Oh my god. It's so weird. (laughs) (laughs) I love like in the live version when he's all (laughs) Um Yeah, that guitar and the well, the entire intro is just ridiculous. But the guitar and uh, and and I love that the intro is so huge, and then it just immediately turns into a pop song. (laughs) Dude, oh, so good, crazy. That structure is crazy. And then I noted in this one that I don't even know like how to call or where to call any of structure parts. It's so weird. Like, yeah, because because it goes from that. The intro into the verse, mm-hmm. and then it goes into like a pre-chorus, and then but then it's almost like the pre-chorus is or the chorus is another pre-chorus. Yeah, for, yeah. it's like there's two pre-choruses, Dude, but they were on some. Yeah, I don't know, but um, I noted the lyric "humiliating kick in the crotch." Dun, dun. Dude, <laughs> that's where that sound comes in again. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. that whatever that is, and 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 like it makes sense considering it's synchronicity one and two that that sound would oh, kind of be in both of them. True, true, true. Like they're like sequels, or it's a sequel. But um, and then yeah, the mentions of the Loch Ness monster, a lot of like dinosaurs and stuff in this album, <laughs> and uh, yeah, my last note is just that it's. It's like such an epic piece of music generally, just start to finish. Like, how do you even write something like that? Yeah. Um, and then it fades out, of course. Scottish <laughs> Dude. Yes, dude. Big vocals. Yeah. Big harmonies. The song's so crazy. 80s. Wow, dude. Can you believe they, they, they beat Thriller for like 17 weeks? With this oh, record. Yeah? yeah. I had no idea. Took Thriller out for a little bit. Shh. Gave him a run for his money. Mm-hmm. MJ. Still won, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Anything else on Synchronicity 2? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. All right. Track number seven. The one everyone knows. Every breath you take. You want to start us off with this one, Marissa? What do you think? Um, I think this is maybe... You knew this song prior, right? Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. I think it's safe to say this is probably the first song I heard by them, or at least the first song... You remember hearing by them? Yeah, or that, like, I knew it was... I can almost guarantee the first song you heard by them was either Roxanne or Message in a Bottle, and I have two reasons why. Roxanne, because when I... When I took drum lessons, it was the first song that I learned. So you probably would have heard me playing. So it. sick! It was like the first and only song that I learned. And then, message in the bottom. It was in Guitar Hero too. Band or Guitar yeah. Hero. Okay. Mm. 
Okay, well then I definitely knew those yeah. first. Okay, well then this was the first one that I knew was by yeah. them. Then I think that this is the um, song that when people hear the police, most people think of. Yeah, baby so, song. You know what I think of when I think of the police, and I don't think it's even. You know the song "Dream Police." <laughs> it's not that's that, a cheap trick. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's funny. Well, that's what I think of. Okay. Well, anyway, yeah, what do you think? Um. Uh. I like the sound of this one. The lyrics are just so weird. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. Like, it is really creepy, and um. And I also kind of now associate it with like the. Stranger Things 2 ending had this song mm-hmm. and so I was like Ugh. but like Did it really I think it's really yeah when they're huh? at the when they're at the winter formal and oh yeah God. yeah uh, it might have been the first one I think it was season whatever no it was the end of season two yeah that's so funny I don't know but yeah it like turns into the upside down and this song starts mm-hmm. playing and it's kind of creepy anyways um I feel like like it's a really pretty song mm-hmm. Um, musically, and I like it a lot in that sense, but then the lyrics just kind of <laughs> are weird. And like, I read this thing how, like, even Sting said that it's like not a love song and it's like really messed up and stuff like yeah. that. And so, I don't know. I'm kind of torn on it because I like the sound, but I don't like the lyrics. Yeah. So I don't know how to feel. <laughs> but yeah. Nothing's fine, I'm torn. <laughs> What do you think, Z? Um. Uh, okay. Well, I think that one of the best riffs. Oh yeah, of all time, easily. It's the chord, the chords that they chose, just insane. Yeah. Um, one of the best grooves of all time, Stuart. Yep. Kick and snare. Sampled right. When we watched the Rick Beato video, I know that yeah. the snare, I'm pretty sure the snare and the, the kick snare. are both samples. Yeah. Um, um, oh, man. Uh, just the the simplicity of it all, yeah. I think, is what makes this song so great. And then when, when they get big for that whatever bridge, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Like, it's just like. It hits. It hits, dude. I, I can I compare that part to when the big part in uh, "With or Without You" by U two hits. That's all. Mm. Yeah, dude. They both hit me the same way. Oh yeah, it's something else. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that part is just so big. And then, um, I also said lyrically, it's creepy. Um. I. Th- uh, it's. It's like the only ballad. Oh, uh, well, there's another ballad, I guess. But um, I don't know. Like in terms of mm, structure, part, like the way they wrote their parts and the, the decisions that are made throughout the song to um, like as the song progresses, I think is like it's the perfect pop ballad yeah especially for the time mm-hmm. um like it's not flashy at all no, no one is there i mean Stuart does three fills yeah throughout the song i mean one is the same fill at the very end mm-hmm. but it's not even it's not even like something crazy 
yeah i don't i don't know it's just very simple but that's what makes it so good yeah it's it's funny how just how simple it is and that it is their biggest hit yeah um yeah i put guitar riff for the ages like it's not even a crazy riff but it's just like uh, literally all you have to hear is that snare hit Mm -hmm. and you know what song it is at least i do and then that guitar riff is like unmistakably this song you know and (laughs) 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 i hit my mic (laughs) um and it's it's funny because he's literally just playing pretty much almost almost just a power chord but but you just are like playing it string by string throughout um yeah i put creepy lyrics because they are creepy weird lyrics um and and like I'm glad that Marissa, like you said, Sting stated that it's not supposed to be like rom- a romantic love song. Um, yeah. Because if it is, then Sting's a weird dude. <laughs> <laughs> Still weird for writing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, the chorus. I I, I labeled it as the chorus, the yeah. big part. Yeah. I don't know what you would actually call it, but I put it's huge. And then my favorite part in the entire song is the backups in the outro. Yeah, I love that. And then the piano that's just like, ding. Yeah. Ding. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. But yeah, I love those backups. I'll be watching you. Could you imagine if you like in the middle of the night looked out your window and Sting was just like, <laughs> <laughs> standing oh, there <laughs> and then he fades away <laughs> fades away as just fades away too <laughs> oh that'd be so scary <laughs> <laughs> that's a good bit someone make that skit happen <laughs> anyway all right yeah that's all i got on this one the number one hit on this song or <laughs> on this album there's not really much to say about it other than it's just Really well put together, and it was a hit. It's a hit. Anything else, anyone? No. No? All right. Track number eight, King of Pain. Zach. This is my favorite police song. Yeah? Yeah. I think I knew that. Yeah, this is my all-time favorite police song. Um, It's got a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Um, there's marimbas pianos synths um i think just the way they the way it starts off just um just sting Mm -hmm. singing with like those that little marimba and stuff um and then he goes into the chorus right from their first verse into the chorus Mm -hmm. but then i don't know who I don't I don't know if this was on purpose or <laughs> if <God>. it was <laughs> my note is why does the band come in on that count? It's and so it's, weird. Stuart hits on the word uh, which would be if we're counting on one, two, three, three, which would be one E. He hits he comes in on the E of the first count. There's uh Yeah. Like Ah, it's so weird. It, it it hurts your head, and it does not sound right. But for some reason, it works. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I almost wonder too if it was a mistake. Yeah, it's so weird. Mm-hmm. But um geez, yeah, that very strange. And then um they got the backup vocals in the in the second verse, you mm-hmm. know, like that's my soul, which is really cool. Uh-huh. Um uh dude Oh, and I love how they bring the guitar in, like, right in the chorus. Yeah, dude, that chug is so sick. Bam, bam. Oh, dude, his guitar tone in this song is so big. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole song is just, like, it's so reminiscent of the time. And I think that's because of Andy's tone. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in the solo. That yeah. solo is so 80s to me. Super 80s, dude. I feel like that solo can be playing in that montage in one of the what's the Rocky movie where he's just driving? Like if it was just Rocky Four, yeah, like maybe not, maybe the song because he's like mad or whatever in that part, King of Pain. But like that solo would be (laughs) he's just driving. Um, Oh man! Oh the uh, the bridge, the bridge. I guess it would be a bridge. It's another verse, basically. But then when everyone drops out. Oh, yeah. And it's just sting. It's just. It's the same old thing as yesterday. (laughs) And then they build. Dun, 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 dun. dun, Yeah, that's crazy. It's like a worship song. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) Yeah, I love this song. There's a tambourine in the outro. And I love tambourines (laughs) that are only in the end of songs. (laughs) Is that it? Yeah. So Zach's favorite, King of Pain. Marissa, what did you think of King of Pain? Tear Zach up. <laughs> no, this one's okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh I I like that it picks up a little bit. Is this one structured really oddly? There's some weird stuff going on. Look- yeah, definitely. Because when I was looking at the lyrics, it was not adding up <laughs> to what was actually it was I don't know, I feel like it's strange it may not actually be and maybe i was just being a fool but anyways um yeah this one's okay i like the ending of it um and i suppose that it's musically strong mm-hmm. i wrote that for sure and yeah that's it it's all cool. right i actually have to take a potty break <laughs> okay uh well okay. it's my turn on King of Pain, right? Yeah. Okay. Alright. King of Pain. Okay. So yeah, King of Pain. Um the piano intro with the Maramba you said, right? Yeah. Um, and then yeah, that, that drum intro so weird. Every time I hear this song, I always try and like air drum it and I miss it every time. Um, yeah, the, I think this song has my favorite snare sound. Yeah, um, I love the sound of the snare in this one. The uh, like it has like a hard gated uh, reverb on it. Yeah, it's like yeah. <laughs> oh, that was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
uh yeah and then that alternate picking the chug in the chorus and i can't tell if it's an alternate pick like where he's like up and down or if he's going like and that delay is doing that i can't tell i'm not sure but it wouldn't surprise me if that was the case and the only reason i think that is because when he hits the bam bam you can still slightly hear that yeah i know so it's like yeah um but yeah um yeah uh yeah this song's cool i love this one this was a single right yeah i would imagine mm-hmm. um oh, bro. yeah i like this song it's cool this is honestly the last song on this album that i like so that's all that's uh what i've got to say there okay um well, not, not that I don't like the rest of them, but anyway. Anything else on King of Pain, anyone? Mm, nope. Okay. Track numero nine. I don't know how to say nine in Spanish off the top of my head. Numero nueve. Wrapped around your finger. Marissa, do you like this song? I thought maybe you would like this song, actually. And so I'm guessing it's okay. Dang. Uh, <laughs> it's it I'll be much, but, uh, <laughs> Anyways, um, I said it's musically strong, <laughs> I think, and You're then the I just said it's okay, and that's all I wrote. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> Marissa, I want to send you a picture right now. I think that's here. You should be it. I have a puzzle on my floor, and Paige just decided she wanted to lay on it. It's just funny, huh? Crazy. Um, yeah, what do you think of wrapped around my, wrapped around your finger, Zach? Well, um. It's the second ballad. Second ballad. It's another single. Yeah. Um. I'm not too crazy about this song either. Um, I guess. I think the lyrics are cool. I like the lyrics. There's mm-hmm. a lot of like um, like metaphors and imagery about marriage and yeah, you know. Was stuff. he married to his wife? I know he I was know. married and divorced. Yeah. At some point. But yeah. I don't know. Like the lyric when he says, like, I can see the destiny you've sold turning into a shining band of gold. Mm-hmm. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, rim shots, you know, that <laughs> classic police um, stuff. Um Oh, I do like in the last verse how um, Stuart starts playing a full groove, like mm-hmm. with the snare. I think that's cool. But yeah, I don't know. That's pretty much the only notes, just more like that. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't think it's a very strong single. Yeah. Was this one a single too? Yeah. Oh, uh, because the last sense. single. Gotcha. Yeah, I bet. Um, it's not my favorite police song. Um, I do like the harmonies in the chorus. 
Um, yeah. The mel- And the melody is catchy, I think. But it, other than that, it's just kind of boring. Um, like, it's one that if it came on, I would skip. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, is that it for this one and everyone? Yes. Um, Jeez. I think it's kind of cool that it has like the mythology uh, stuff, but I anything else from recent? I think it's from like the Odyssey and something else. Yeah, I like the cop between the I don't even know how to say it, Scylla and something. Oh, is it Cherub something? I think. Well, oh, I think that one's the Odyssey, and then songs, it also says a German the legend. The Odyssey, maybe um, is that what so it, you said, Mercer? Kind of mythological influences i suppose but yeah i think that's interesting Hmm. huh -hmm. yeah cool i didn't know that that makes sense there's a lot of like fantasy-esque things but yeah um all right moving on to track number 10 tea in the sahara what do you think of this one z uh song's boring yeah song's boring (laughs) yeah you know it's crazy i know i don't remember what episode i was listening to but you were saying how you don't like when albums end with like a really like downer Mm -hmm. well this song when they originally put out the first pressings on vinyl this was the last song of the album yeah Uh, i'd have been mad (laughs) yeah this was the last song and it's the only note i put was it's the only song that has like a the amount of prominent like reggae feel mm-hmm. in terms of the group yeah but uh, it's a pretty forgettable one i don't know it's just kind of boring. i also think yeah. it's pretty boring this is another one that like takes yeah. inspiration what about from, you, like, legend and stuff like that um so that is sort of interesting mm-hmm. i suppose but as a whole i don't love it i think it's just fairly mediocre and i also would say that it's quite uh-huh. forgettable yeah i agree i agree it's uh another one that's not a favorite i think the whole back half not even the back half like the back quarter of the album is just kind of iffy yeah um for me at least um yeah i don't have much to say about this one uh I don't I don't I honestly don't get why it's even on the album. It's so it feels so out of place. Almost yeah. like it's just filler. But yeah. I I prefer Wrapped Around Your Finger over T in the Sahara. I think that's my least oh, favorite yeah. track on the entire album. Same. Big time. Yeah. That's all I got for that one too. Anyone anything else? No. All right. The track number eleven, the final track, Murder by Numbers. What do you think, Z? Um, this was the last song that they recorded. Oh yeah, yeah. They're having dinner, and I don't. I think their producer or something was like, "Let's lay down one more." And Stewart was like, "No," and Sting was like, "Yes." So they did it because mm-hmm. he Sting. Um, <clears throat> but once Stewart started playing. Um, he realized that 
it was a pretty good song it's one take mm-hmm. the drum track is one take i think it has the best drum track in the entire album um the groove is just ridiculous can we can can you play it really quick yeah Oh, the groove is so weird. Yeah. That kick work is crazy. Oh. Yeah, sounds like it could be in a Bond cool. movie. Totally. <laughs> totally. I mean, the lyrics are kind of stupid. Yeah. Just the whole ABCs part. I don't really know what he's even talking about. <laughs> but I didn't pay attention to the lyrics. Um, yeah, most of all my notes are about Stewart's track. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can tell that he was just having fun yeah like, he was over yeah, it. yeah he was over it he was done he hated his band and yeah he just kind of kills kills it and yeah they added this song when they released the cds okay yeah. well so it wasn't on the vinyl Mm-mm. is At it not first, on your vinyl or is it i don't on think the... so oh interesting yeah huh that makes sense i wonder if i wonder if the length is too much it says I think because you get 22 it says and it was added or to the CD yeah. and set versions to pad so I wonder out if that puts it over. Well, let's see. It's, yeah, 45, it's 44 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's kind of like a, that's literally filler. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, because if you look at it, it says <clears throat> it's a 44 minute album mm-hmm. and that's kind of pushing it yeah. on uh, vinyl. Um, I think they should have switched this and team the song out. Oh, yeah. Um, it is okay. Um, it has kind of a what do you think, Marissa? Um, commentary narrative type thing. Um, mm-hmm. it's kind of whack. Uh, lyrically, it kind mm-hmm. of makes me uncomfy. Um, it's just like don't love it. But then, uh, a yeah. it says like when I was looking it up a little bit, it says that. It's, it says the lack of faith in politicians is one of Sting's trademarks throughout his career. I don't know if that's true. Okay, I guess it's true. Um, oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, the, uh, um, just on that. Mm-hmm. I like that one. If you listen, Marissa, if you listen to the album Zenyata Mondata, mm. um, yeah, there, there's a lot of political stuff like uh oh, dang it. Uh is it called I don't know. there's one about dropping bombs. Um <laughs> uh I don't know. Anyways, continue, sorry. Uh anyway, it's basically yep. I mean it's just basically like <laughs> Bombs away in El Bombay. <laughs> yeah. Telling someone like, how to be a murderer, but then it tells them to run for office because you can get away with it if you're like in office kind of. And I think I think that's kind of uh, stressful and I didn't love it. Um, Mm -hmm. Uh, That's kind of pushing the the envelope Mm -hmm. on time Mm -hmm. too. Like how Marissa, how you mentioned the whole global warming thing and uh, Mm -hmm. walking in your footsteps. Like Like, this, I didn't realize that was such a definitive stance. If you become the leader of the the land for murder, it's the sport of the elected, and you don't need to lift a finger of your hand. That's yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's really interesting lyrically. It's just like 
Oh, wow. I should have paid like, attention to the lyrics. <laughs> I don't know. That was gnarly. Yeah, I mean, I would recommend to look at the lyrics because they're kind of weird, but like kind of cool at the same time. But as a whole, I mean, it's okay. Yeah. I didn't love it. Didn't hate uh-huh. it. Steve's um, yeah, he's weird. He's a kook. Yeah, that's it. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah, um, this one is very jazzy. Um, I noted that Sting, before being joining the police, he was a jazz musician. He used to play in jazz clubs a lot. And that's actually how he got his nickname, because he used to wear a striped sweater and a yellow and black striped sweater to different jazz clubs. And he wow. garnered the name Sting. I think that's how you were used the word yes, garnered. Yes. Did I do that right, Marissa? anyway uh yeah the the chords are uh very jazzy and the just the phrasing and um yeah it's it's a little bit boring on the boring side musically but lyrically i'm now realizing it isn't as much which is cool um the melody's not very interesting though i think that maybe these lyrics were wasted yeah um but the drums are sick, like you said. So it's it's weird. It almost like didn't you could now that you're saying that it's the last one they threw down mm-hmm. just to do it. Yeah, you can kind of tell that the connection isn't there as much. Totally. Yeah. Um, I think it's a little bit uh, of a weak closer. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much that's all I have on this one. You guys helped. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot about this one actually. Yep. Just now. Um, yeah. Thanks, Marissa. Yeah, anything else? Mm. No? Zach, you have any just closing notes on the album generally? Um Yeah, I mean I think it's it's crazy that like at the time of recording this that they recorded this album, the tension mm-hmm. between all of them was so insane mm-hmm. and yet they put it out and it was their biggest their best selling record mm-hmm. like all their singles were at number one at the time of that they released them mm-hmm. um they were being called the biggest band in the world the biggest band of the 80s you know yet like behind the scenes they they were at each other's necks all the time like the eagles <laughs> yeah like they couldn't even like to the point where they couldn't even be in the same room recording together that's so weird and yet they have their biggest song you know every breath you take on this album and then you know like after they toured it they called they called it yeah like that's it that's the police and i i I appreciate um quitting in your prime yeah i think that's a cool thing that they did i uh I, I hate when bands just keep going like as much as I'd love to see a lot of bands live still um I I, I can respect that they just called it quits yeah. when they thought it was over you know totally even yeah. like sting still doing police stuff is kind of cringe to me weird, um, dude. but um I think the reason yeah, I do you don't have any closing like notes Marissa or like I think I just have to be in the mood for an album like this but it's just kind of mm. uh I don't know. I just don't connect to it like at all. I think it's like not lyrically um 
prominent for mm-hmm. me. Um, and I usually I'm drawn more toward music that I can like relate to or connect mm-hmm. with in some way. And I just like, I have no emotional attachment to this in any way, shape or form. So I kind of like couldn't care less about it. Um, and I thought as a whole, it was kind of boring and I didn't like it that much. Mm-hmm. And I was really frustrated that yeah. I was listening to it instead of like listening to something else. Um, mm-hmm. I only like like one or two songs. The rest of them are just <laughs> not that great. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think that they're not yeah, great? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think objectively not songs, or do you it's think a that good album. Great like, I know you guys were really into them. it and stuff like that. And um, I mean, my feeling towards it, feelings uh-huh. towards it are completely subjective. I think I just, I just don't like it, but I know that other people do. And, um, and I mean, yeah, I don't think uh-huh. it's bad. Like, it's not like, like, um, the Blink-182 album we did where it was literally bad. It's just mm-hmm. like, I just, I just don't like it. And I think, I don't know. I just, yeah, that uh, sucked. I just need a connection I guess to music in order to like it, and I just yeah. am not into this. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I get you. Yeah. Um. I completely get where you're coming from. I do think it's it's uh it's definitely like I don't know. It, it's interesting to me that it was such a big album in the '80s. Um, because I kind of look at it. If I'm looking at it from like today's point of view, I see it as more of like a musician's album totally. of like people who are re- who are really into like playing music are going to really like appreciate the the way that this album was put together. Mm-hmm. But that being said, like it does it's interesting to me that it was so big in the 80s because this is just the music that was or this is the music that people in the 80s uh they like I totally lost what I was about to say. I was going to say something along the lines of like, Marissa, you're saying you didn't, you don't connect to it personally, mm-hmm. but it's, it's interesting to me that this is the stuff that people in the eighties were connecting with, Yeah, you know? And I wonder if it's, if I wonder what it is, um, like what the difference mentally is between like teenagers in the eighties versus now. Um, because I, I can even say that if I wasn't a musician enjoying this for the music aspect of it, I probably wouldn't like it that much, too. Um, because really, like, when I was first hearing every, every Breath You Take, like, as a kid and, like, growing up and stuff, I didn't think it was that great of a song until I got really a lot more into The Police. I realized how interesting it is for their discography, and I think that's what I appreciate the most about it. Um, but I do agree with you. Uh, that subjectively or even like objectively uh, just coming from a like trying to put myself in the shoes of like the average consumer in 2019 um, <laughs> I mean there's a reason it's not the most popular album anymore yeah, you know? yeah. Um, it's I don't know it's 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I like it just because I like the police. I think if I didn't love the police, I probably wouldn't like it that much. Yeah. Um, it's not my favorite police album. Uh, I don't know why. Um, but yeah, that's really all I have to say about it. Um, Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you had such a, mm-hmm. a, a differing perspective this time I, around. I will say, though, I think lot, it's um, fun. kind of um, cool slash interesting, I guess, that, huh? like we were saying, that huh? a couple of the songs are still kind of relevant. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's interesting. Um, and, uh-huh. Like kind of ahead of their time, substance-wise. Uh, yeah, I also think I'm just in a bit of a music funk where nothing is good anymore, so... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I feel that. Mm. Those happen. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. Well, um, cool. Uh, not really. I got nothing else. Do you have anything else, Zach? No. no. Anything else, Marissa? Um, probably no. just it needs more What would more you rate cowbell. it then, Marissa? <laughs> yeah oh wait what is your rating okay so the ratings go the worst being might as well be nickelback mm-hmm. that's the garage yeah the streamers from the garage that's scary <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um might as well be a nickelback album and then it's Not needs more thing. cowbell yeah <laughs> i guess that should, that should, be, it should yeah. be the highest <laughs> uh uh so nickelback uh needs more cowbell Tickles my fancy, and then uh, might as well be a One Direction album. Is oh, the top God. tier. So, God. God. what do you think? See, mm. I don't know. I don't think I could say it might as well be a One <laughs> Direction album. I know. I mean, they're the that's best. a little too much praise. <laughs> um, but it, to me, yeah, um, in terms of your rating system, yeah, that's what it would be for me. Yeah. Yeah. I love this record. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's the point. It's like a personal rating. Yeah. Um Yeah, I, I would say it it tickles my fancy. I think uh my favorite police album is oh man, it's between uh Regatta de Blanc and Zenyata Mondata. White reggae. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just a white reggae band. Um but yeah, it tickles my fancy. Uh it's it's great. I think it's great. Um, there's a reason it was number one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Nothing else, anyone? Okay. So, this has been Flipping Records Podcast. We reviewed Synchronicity by the Police. Uh, I recommend listening to it and see which side you fall on. Do you, do you uh, kind of fall more towards what Zach and I think, or are you on Marissa's end? of it's not that great um so yeah uh follow us on instagram at flipping records podcast listen on wherever you listen uh flipping records podcast.com and uh feel free to dm us no one's dm'd us still about doing an album that's fine maybe you should dm them maybe maybe it's true but yeah this has been flipping records podcast and we will catch you on side b Alright.